texting me a tweet. John Lowe, our money doctor, is in the house. John Lowe, good afternoon <laughs> good to afternoon, you. Good afternoon, Jonathan. Uh, author of the best-selling Money Doctor Finance Annual, the copy of which uh, I received from your good self uh, last <laughs> week. Thank you for that. And columnist with the Sunday Business Post as well. John, lots to get through in terms of questions today. Mm-hmm. There are two things that uh, that have caught your attention. The National Consumer Agency, my favourite quango of them all, <laughs> right. has produced uh, something on mortgage protection. Now, everybody has this. Yeah. Most people took it out at a time when they didn't know much about it and uh, probably still don't know much about it now. So what is the National Consumer Agency telling us to do? Well, basically, they they really want you to go and revise and check. I mean, I have a a straightforward, very simple approach to mortgage protection. One, you just cover the amount of the mortgage. You don't cover anything more than the mortgage because you keep it nice and simple. You Also, if you're paying capital and interest, you pay it on a decreasing basis. That means as you're paying off the capital, you only get covered for the amount of money uh, balance that's left. Uh, if you're paying interest only, for instance, Johnson, you have a thing called level term cover. Uh, and that means that it stays constant for the entire term. And then, um, you know, if you have dependents, you should have separate independent cover as well, whereby, um, you know, that, that separate cover now will cover, say, your children up to the completion of their third level education, but not f- until, say, they're 30 or 40, for instance. Your, your, your requirement to, for their dependency is gone. And the, the final thing, good news, really, for the smokers out there, because this is January. So anybody, for instance, last January who gave up, they're now 12 months off smoking. Do you realize, Johnson, it's a 50% cut in uh, the premium if they go back and revise their, uh, mortgage, their mortgage protection policy? Okay. That's a, certainly an incentive in its own right. But the thing is, John, I tried to do this. Yeah. And because uh, uh, the life insurance is, is linked to the mortgage in some way that I don't quite understand. <laughs> and uh, it's swear to God I was asking them to move a mountain uh, to, to, to revise it, never mind uh, switch well, it. So you don't, you how, don't have how difficult to, is it? Well, you don't have to even go back to them, actually, Jonathan. What you can do is, you know, you can find out where the best deals are. Um, I mean, there's a number of competitors out there who would love your business. And secondly, once you have established that this is extremely attractive for you to take it. You can then set up the policy and then it's a fait accompli, Jonathan, you go back to the lender and say, I've cancelled the direct debit on that old policy that you have and here is my policy that I give you uh, that you can reassign to the mortgage. It's as simple as that. Okay, so that's something. Tell me about this new company, You Switch. They're um, they're they're a comparison website. Now they're in Britain. I've seen the ads for them. They're they're starting off in Ireland, are they? They are. They've uh, they've been twelve years there actually, and uh, today I think they've they've uh, launched. Whereby you know they're hoping that um, you know they're going to save consumers considerable amount of money. They've already done uh, surveys on both the uh, kind of energies, uh, for instance, the likes of gas and electricity. Uh, but I welcome this entry, uh, to be honest, because every cent counts. And while the old saying rings true, Jonathan, uh, better in your pocket. So why not, uh, you know, I think Owen Clark is the chief executive of this U switch. Uh, they've been there, as they, in the UK for 12 years. So they've got the experience of knowing what to compare and how to compare it and how to put that out to the, to the consumer. I welcome it. Okay, that's it. That is a good thing. Uswitch.ie, I presume, is the website. That's it. Uswitch.ie, exactly. Yeah, and it's free. Oh, it's free completely, yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's always the most important thing. You wonder how these people make the money, mind you, I would say. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're... the advertising and the number of clicks that go into these, uh, these uh, websites. Okay, let's talk, to the que- talk about the questions on the day. Shay in Dublin, I have €15,000 to invest. Has the money doctor any recommendations? Well, yeah, we, we have a number of these, Jonathan, every week. And so, you know, you bung a few of these together because there's a lot of people who have m- maybe a certain amount. And it's the same thing. It's whether you want to 
to stay in cash deposits or whether you want to stay in alternative investments. If you're staying in cash deposits, then first things first, what's your age, your health situation, your family situation? Have you got a rainy day fund? Uh, what's your risk attitude, for instance? You know, on a scale of one to five, one is like, you know, you, know, you just want to be absolutely certain and cautious. Number five is being aggressive. And then your home, do you need to upgrade it? Do you need any immediate uh, things? So once you've got all those sorted out and then you've got your still, you've got your 15,000, then you can decide, okay, the best, for instance, uh, for instance, demand rate at the moment is 2.96, which is from the KBC Bank. Uh, then you've got the medium. And I, I keep going back to NTMA and the state savings each week, Johnson. I mean, they're, for medium term, they're still the best, believe it or not, because when you, you know, put the dirt tax back on again and gross it up, you're looking at the three-year one is, is 3.4%, and there's nobody yet given 3.4%, and even the five-year one is 4.22%. So then if you want to decide then to go outside of the cash area and into the realms of, say, the stock market or the alternative investments, you really want to make justify that decision, Johnson. You really want to be talking about double um, the best interest rate to actually you know, you know, justify that decision to move out. And then you're talking about the stock market. You could go into exchange-traded funds. You can go into commodities like gold, art, rock memorabilia, anything you'd like as far as, uh, you know, but diversification, that is the name of the game. Okay, so Heather, who has um, who was a question later on, saying they have thirty thousand uh, euro and fifty thousand dollars to invest, and yeah. John, who's got fifty thousand euro to invest, and Shay, who's got fifteen thousand euro. <laughs> yeah. Fair play to them. There's a lot of money out just, there. That's just, the recommendation: divest as much as you can. And don't put all your money in one pot. Well, well, and next, yeah. next one is sorry, John. The next one's from Eamon. He says, "What bank is the best for a first-time buyer going for a mortgage?" Okay, well, this is another good one because I have an acronym, uh, Jonathan. It's called Tile, and Tile for those first-time buyers, um, or, you know, who, who want to, you know go through the various t- areas uh, of concern when they're g- facing a, f- a first-time uh, loan. So the first T for tile is term and rates. So your term, maximum terms are 35 years t- uh, to maybe, uh, uh, you know, 30 years. The rates, again, fixed or a standard variable rate. And again, just to give you an idea, the best variable rates at the moment uh, would be AIB at uh, 3.84 if you're born under 50%, 4.04 if it's 50 to 80%, and over 80% is 4.24%. But that's, you know, as I say, also depending on eye of the tile, which is income, Jonathan. You know, you have to check to make sure there's no point in going into a lender if, if you're on a part-time contract, you're not a permanent uh, member. Job security is really important, but also the amount of money that you earn is really important as well, because there's two methods to calculate what your eligibility is. One is called the net disposable income. So that means 35% of your total income um, should not uh, be uh, used anything over that uh, for financial commitments. So that includes your mortgage, your credit union loan, your car loan. Anything should be inside Side 35%. And then the multiples, you know, permanent TSB, for instance, drop their multiples down to three times your income. So if you were on 20, 30,000, you can only borrow 90,000 then, according to the permanent TSB. And that's providing you've no other loans. And then EL for loan to value, as I say, 90%, 92% first time buyers. And E, expenses cost. You've got to come up with that 10%. Ideally, if you were uh, kind of putting it over a certain period of time. I mean, the old days, Jonathan, if you had 10%, you needed a kind of save it over a one-year period before you'd even be eligible to apply for a loan. So the thing, the question Amy wants the answer to is what bank is best for him? Well, is it a the case of shopping it's, around? It's, it's AIB is, is got, they have the best standard rates. But as I say, you've got to mention, you've got to put all those, the tile into place in order to, before you even go and start thinking about who's got the best, you mightn't qualify, Jonathan. So you've really got to do your homework first before you go into that lender, whoever the end lender is. But if it's just down to rates, it is AIB. Okay, um, next question uh, is one about 
uh, credit cards. Alan says, what percentage of an outstanding credit card balance could be offered in full and final settlement, particularly if the provider has recently left the market? Is it not 100%? Would that not be the the obvious one? Well, that depends on what you can afford, Alan. You know, some of these credit card balances have been sold to other collection agencies for a fraction of the cost. Like, you know, you you could have a 10,000 debt that's never been paid, sold to a third party for 2,000. And that third party then sells you uh, the write-off uh, for say three thousand, you've now saved seventy percent, and they, the, the the third party, have made fifty percent on you. So it's a win-win, except for the credit card company who've lost eighty percent. But there are no hard and fast rules. It is a case by case basis. And if you can show that you have income or assets, it's going to be much more difficult to discount the debt than somebody who's nothing. And it's the same goes, Johnson, for um, home loans and and those those kind of uh, areas of borrowing. Simple rule is: you you spent it, you really should pay it. So it is therefore. Uh, a, a kind of a reasonable excuse as to why you can't if you have one then there may be an allowance uh, Next question is from a listener who says this may seem like a silly question there's no such thing as silly questions when it comes to personal <laughs> finance I, I'll admit that myself uh, I'm unsure what the PRTB is and my landlord was talking about it is it a kind of tax? <laughs> well that now is uh, I think they call it Jonathan West behind the ears is it? Uh, the Private Residential Tenancies Board there's This so is not a tax There's so many different taxes yeah, and phones and everything it, out there you could understand <laughs> the mistake but this, this is, is Private Residential Tenancies yeah, it's, it's, a char- it's a charge, not a tax. And basically, we set up the Residential Tenancies Act in 2004, where you have to now register your tenant online, prtb.ie. And if you register within the first month, it's 90 euros. If you register late, it's 180 euros. Uh, 375 euros, for instance, if you have a, a property with multiple tenancies in it, it's 375 for the full building. And it's payable every four years if it's the same tenant, or payable every two years if there's more than two, two tenants to change. So it's something that you have to address. Uh, I mean, uh, but it's there for the tenants' benefit as well. I mean, okay, absolutely. you might argue it's a bit of a quangle, yeah, but the yeah. re- they've they've set out rules and structures that should be of benefit to the tenant as much as the landlord. Absolutely, they have a, a, all sorts of procedures. They're able to go back to the PRTB if they have a, a dispute with the landlord, and uh, it's it's it works both ways. Of course, it also then traps the landlord into having to declare that he has a property. Uh, Let's go down to question number seven, if we can, John. It says, hello, Money Doctor. My bank refuses to let me pay my mortgage fortnightly. As they say, they have no facility for this. Lots of my friends have done it, though. Thanks, Dave. Now, (laughs) doesn't this hark back to some suggestion that you could reduce the amount of payments you'd make in terms of interest? The interest would be greatly reduced over the period of the mortgage. Absolutely. If you're you're paying every month, Jonathan, and you can pay every two weeks, well, then obviously, if that capital is allowed to be paid off the, the, the balance, it means that you're paying less interest for that two-week period on the amount that you've just paid off. However, we go back, Jonathan, maybe 20 years to where there's a thing called the annual rest. And the annual rest was where most of the building societies then uh, used to uh, charge the interest at the end of the year only uh, and would take off your payments during the year at that point as well. So that means that all your money during the year that was paid on a monthly basis was never taken off the balance, except at the end of the year. Then they changed it down to a thing called the monthly rest, and that is now the main procedure that's in place with most lenders. However, there's only a couple of them who have the logistics and the ability to be able to to do it on a day-to-day basis. It should be done on a daily basis, but they haven't got the actual technical know-how in some of these lenders to actually apply a two-weekly reduction on the capital. That's the problem. Okay. All right, John, we'll leave it there. John Lowe is our Money Doctor. His website is moneydoctor.ie. You can go back and listen to our podcast and newstalk.ie or you can get it on iTunes as well. We'll uh, Lots more coming in, John. We'll talk about them next week, okay? <laughs> Have a good week, Jonathan. Thank you.